0: Today I'd like to talk about how to set up a continuous integration server called Jenkins. So, Installation is really easy with Homebrew, just type brew install Jenkins. Now once that's done, you can run it manually with this command here, or you can follow the instructions above to have it launch automatically when you log in. Now you can access your running server at localhost port 8080. And so here we have Jenkins running. Now we'd like this to build our project, which I have a sample Xcode project we'll build in a second, but I want to install a plugin first. So I'm going to click on Manage Jenkins, go to Plugins, and we need to search for the Git SCM plugin in the Available tab. So if you just search for Git plugin and check this and install it, Okay, so now that we have the git plugin installed, let's go ahead and create our job. Now I'm just going to name this in the name of our project, which is Mr. Jenkins. And I'm going to check the first option, which is the most common. And so before we get into this project configuration, let's go over into our project and see what we have. So here I've got a workspace with two projects in it, the Mr. Jenkins iOS project, has two targets. It's got an application target and a test target. And right now we can just build this and it succeeds. So the first step to get this to run on Jenkins is to automate this on the command line. To run a command line build you can simply type Xcode build dash workspace and the name of your workspace dash scheme and the name of your scheme Dash configuration, we'll do a debug build, and the SDK we're going to use is the iPhone simulator. And then we're going to tell it to do a clean and then a build. And if you've done that correctly, then you should see build succeeded. So what I'd like to do is take this uh, command and put it into a script so we can run it easily. So I'm just going to copy this command. Then I'm going to step out one directory and create a build.sh. So first I it to halt on any error. So if we decide to add uh, more commands into the script it will stop as soon as it gets to an error. Next I'm going to paste in this command and the only thing we have to change here is that our workspace path has changed. So I need to add in the subfolder there. Finally we're going to commit that. We're going to make this executable. And finally, run the build. Okay, there we go. So that's good enough. Uh, Now we just need to push this onto our GitHub repository. Now that we've pushed that to the remote, we can continue configuring Jenkins. So over here, I'm going to um, say, discard old builds. I only want to keep the last, say, 20 builds, uh, just to keep space down. And if you scroll over here to source code management, we can click git, and the repository URL is going to be github.com, subdigital, and a screencast. Now this is the repository that holds all of the samples, so we're going to have to CD into this particular project's folder before running our build. Now you can have it run the build for uh, a single branch, but I find it handy to run the build on every single branch so you get the benefit of having another machine run your build. Next is the build triggers. We can tell this to build periodically, say to do a nightly build or something like that, or we can tell it to pull source code management. So if you wanted to have it poll every single minute, then you're gonna have something like this, which is a crontab format. So if we wanted this to run, say, every five minutes, then you can take the first parameter and do slash five there. Alternatively, if you have your Jenkins server accessible via the internet, then you can configure a GitHub post receive hook to have it post to Jenkins, and there's some uh, blog posts out there that will tell you how to do that. Next we want to add a build step, and we're just going to execute a shell command here. Now like I said before, I want to cd into this folder, and then run the build. There's a few other things we could do down here, but for now, I think that's good enough, we'll go ahead and click Save. And if I click Build Now, we should see that this build gets scheduled. And if we click Console Output, it'll show us what's going on. So you can see that it's actually running the build. And it fails. And the reason is, is that our scheme wasn't available to Jenkins. Back in Xcode, if we go to manage schemes, we can see that we have these two schemes, but they're not shared. So, for any scheme that you want other people to use on your team, you have to click shared. Once we've done that, we'll click OK. We'll go ahead and commit this. At this point, I'll go ahead and trigger another build manually. And you can see here that the build succeeded. Woohoo. Okay, so back on our dashboard, we can see that blue means success. It'll show us the weather of of, uh, the most recent builds, and the name of our project, and so forth. So I think it would be really handy to have this also run our tests. But there's some things we have to do to make this work. Back in Xcode, we know we can run our tests with Command-U. And we have one single failing test. Here you can see that we have the one failure that just says, unit tests are not implemented yet. So I want to leave this failing so we can actually see this in the terminal when we're running our code. Now to run tests from the command line using workspaces, we actually have to have a new scheme. So let's go ahead and create that now. We'll base our scheme off of our test target and hit OK. Next we need to go over here and hit Edit Scheme. On the Build action, let's go over here and check Run on the test target. Click OK. Then in the Project Target Settings, In the build phases here I want to make a change to move the run script down towards the end and for these two last actions I want to uncheck this box to show the environment variables in the log. And the reason is we want to be able to see the unit test output and not have it overshadowed by all the environment variables. Finally we need to go to manage schemes and make sure that this is shared. Now there are two types of tests that you might write. And the majority of the tests that we'll be writing in this screencast series are called logic tests, which means they don't depend on any running application. If you noticed in the past, the simulator will actually uh, run when we run these tests, but we don't actually need it to. And so, what I'm going to do is go into the build settings for the test target and set our test host where it was bundle loader. I'm just going to set it to blank. At this point I want to do a build and make sure that it does succeed. And then we're going to do another Xcode build command here. For the workspace, we're going to go into Mr. Jenkins, Mr. Jenkins.xcworkspace. workspace. For the scheme, we're going to use Mr. Jenkins tests, debug configuration, iPhone simulator SDK, And we can see here that the test after build setting was set to no. So we can change this flag here to yes, run that command again, and this time we can see that it's executing our unit tests. And test it out. And it works. So now that we have that, we can go ahead and commit this and push it. And we'd like to run these tests with our Jenkins configuration. So, back over here, let's go ahead and configure the project. And we're going to add another build step. After it's built here, we're going to execute the shell again. Again, we need to cd into this folder. But now we can run the tests. Let's go ahead and save. And we'll trigger a build manually. Okay, you can see that the build failed here. If we go to the console output, we can see that it failed because the test runs failed. But it would be nice for us to see that this was actually a failure in a test and not a failure to compile. Since Jenkins comes from the Java world, it natively understands JUnit. If you remember back where we are configuring it, there's a published JUnit test result report. So it would be really nice if we could take our OCUnit output and convert it into JUnit output. Now thankfully, somebody else had this idea as well. So if you go to this link here, there's a project called OCUnit2JUnit. It's a Ruby script, so I'm going to go ahead and click on this, and just kind of click raw so we can get the raw file, and we're going to output this into a file on our system. So first I'm going to make a directory called scripts, and then we're going to curl that file into scripts OCUnit2JUnit.rb. Now we can execute run tests and pipe the output into that script, and it still gave us the same output on the console, but if we look inside of our folder, we now have a new test reports folder, and that contains some XML files that Jenkins can understand as JUnit test runs. So we don't actually want to check that into our repository. So let's go ahead and add that to our git ignore file. push those changes back over in our Jenkins configuration, let's go ahead and pipe this into scripts slash OCUnit to JUnit.rb. Now we can check this box to publish the JUnit test result report, and that's going to be in the 013 Jenkins slash test reports folder slash star.xml. Now, it'll complain that that doesn't exist yet, but it will once the test runs. Finally, we can hit save there. Let's go build. And you can see here that now that the project changed to unstable, which means the build passed, but the test failed. And If we click on that, it actually shows us that we have one test failure. You can click on that to see the test error message. So This is a lot nicer way of uh, getting your feedback from your tests. So back in our project, let's go ahead and fix that test. Okay, we can run these tests with command U locally. We'll go ahead and push that change, and trigger a build. And now the build is successful. Yay! So there's a lot more you can do with Jenkins, and I plan on covering more of the advanced features in future screencasts. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you again in a week.